Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I am your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing. This show is brought to you in part by Members' Choice Federal Credit Union in Denton, Texas, on Unicorn Lake Boulevard. You may be eligible to join Members' Choice if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Denton or Argyle, Texas. I join Members' Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service I otherwise cannot find. Don't forget to share all the on-demand links to our episodes in your social media pages. All of our podcast channels and programs are available on our website located at LoneStarContentMarketing.com. You can also find our shows on the Law Talk Radio Facebook page. Today's show is episode 38 in, I'm sorry, episode 39 in the uh, Building Your Law Practice series with Jim Thompson and myself, Nick Augustine. And we are talking about content marketing today. Our title is Adding Content Marketing to Your Business Development Plans for 2015. We've all been hearing about content marketing for a while now. And today, I will, Jim and I will both talk in further detail about how you can spot content development opportunities, properly syndicate content, and repurpose it over time. We'll also talk about how you can drive more traffic to your website and boost your social or your boost your SEO. Uh, through social media. The thing that we talk about on this program over and over is referrals and that they're the lifeblood of a business, especially for lawyers, and we really want to focus on why lawyers are not getting the referrals they need to grow their practice. So again, today we're talking about tips that you can use with content to get people in the boat, so to speak, and get them on the phone. Um, About us, again, Jim Thompson is a retired lawyer who's well-known for helping attorneys get on track earning more clients through simple cost-effective activities. He's the author of the book, Why Lawyers Fail to Get the Referrals They Need and What They Can Do About It. Myself, Nick Augustine, I have uh, I run a business called uh, Lone Star Content Marketing, and we focus on helping lawyers share tips and stories about their practices by writing their blog content and manage social media and producing internet radio podcasts. So, anyways, moving forward, I want to say uh, hello to Jim. Jim, how are you doing today? Nick, I'm doing absolutely wonderful today. Just back from New York and uh, ready to start my Christmas shopping. (laughs) There you go. Well, I celebrated my Christmas early uh, last week with my mother in town and uh, am now back to busy, busy work for the rest of the month and uh, am battling with allergies today. Every time the the temperature drops significantly, we get hit with it in here in North Texas. So um, please bear with me as I try try to keep a voice. <laughs> All right, would you lose your voice? <laughs> it's gone. There okay. it is. I have it back. So, Jim, I, I'm going to talk a little bit today about uh, some of the things that we do uh, as far as content marketing, but I wanted you to first lead off with your general statements that you make and what you talk about in your book about content marketing and content. Of course, a lot of us have heard about this um, content marketing, but not everyone is sure really what it is or what it means. Yeah, I'm going to leave a lot of this up to you because you're the expert in this area, but one of the reasons I you know, kind of wanted to, to talk about this today is a couple of things happened in the last week that were, were very interesting. I've got a number of clients that I obviously talk to, and I try to get them to blog, do newsletters, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess within 
two days of each other, uh, two of my clients called me up and said, you know, I finally get this thing. I get this newsletter thing. I get this blog thing. Uh, and I really need to, to start doing it. And, uh, you know, I've only been preaching that for about, an, uh, about a year now and maybe longer to, to a couple of these folks. And it's really amazing when all of a sudden the light bulb goes off and somebody says, hey, you know what? What you were telling me really works. It really is something that I should be doing. And and, and that kind of makes you feel good. But but what I really want to focus on, and, and I'm going to call upon you to talk a lot more on the uh, the uh, the actual side of it is is the newsletter aspect of it and the blogging aspect of it, and and I, I you know and I want to get away from just the lawyer aspect and everybody talks about the all the marketing gurus that I I follow and talk to, uh, they're all talking about you need to have a newsletter, and there's a number of reasons for that. But but one of the reasons for it is that it's not intrusive. It's not intrusive sales, salesy. You know, you're putting out something that is providing information to your clients uh, about maybe the latest um, laws that are coming into effect, say January 1st, or something that's happened that you know about a case that, that is of significance in your practice area something of this nature and and you can divide your newsletter into you know as many pages as you want but i would suggest that that it really be be just be a couple of pages um because the more you put in there the more it's unlikely that somebody's going to pick it up and read it if if there's just a couple of pages they would they will take it and 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 probably read the article now we get some talking uh, points about well jim should i i publish a newspaper you know, a hard copy newspaper and send it out? Or can I just do it, you know, by virtue of um, the the internet uh, that I have, the contacts or the clients that I have with their email addresses and everything? And there's a number of different schools of thought on that. And, um, you know, the the expense factor is, is one thing you might want to consider if you're just starting out in practice and you don't have extra money to, to go in and, and publish a... A, a nice newsletter, a hard copy newsletter, I would suggest that you you, you do, and this is what I do. Um, I have a, a, a newsletter that I send out called Marketing Briefs, and I send it out once a week. And again, how, how often should you send it out? It, it's, it depends, but um, I like to send, the, the reason I like to send mine out once a week, and I divide when I send it out, um, I usually have uh, five different type of topics that I have. One maybe for a solo practitioner, uh, one maybe that's totally marketing for anybody, one maybe uh, that uh, an article that I've come across from a, another expert, say, in billing or time management or something else. And certainly, uh, and while I mentioned that, one of the things you can think about doing is don't take all the don't, don't take it in, in that you have to write everything yourself. You know, mm-hmm. if you see a good article that might be um, important to get out to your clients, you know, I'm not telling you to plagiarize it. I'm telling you to give that person, uh, copy the article you, and give the person who wrote it full credit. And the reason or, I say or, that is this. Or, or summarize it. That's syndicated. Now I'm talking about that. 
Um, one, one thing I just want to jump in there with, when you're trying to make a decision of whether to send these things out through electronic forms, through the mass emails, or do it on paper copy, think about your audience, what type of practice you have, what kind of business you have, and how these folks are used to receiving information. Um, if if, um, if it's if uh, sometimes the quarterly newsletters that have the you know the best uh, points throughout the quarter are good to do in a hard copy form or maybe twice a year, but maybe do the monthly or like you're saying weekly. Um, at the end of the day, people opening emails are not always going to see all these things, um, but they're going to see your name and they're going to know that you're sending out this information. If they ever want to go digging, so you're really achieving top of mind awareness whether they even open the darn thing or not. Yeah, one of the things I try and do when I when I send out my my weekly newsletter, and some people have said, "Gee, maybe Jim, that's 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 too much because um, you know people are getting so many emails and and so much uh, stuff coming through the their 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 um, internet and their their email address." And I, I've kind of done this. I've kind of started asking clients what they would like, and. The kind of the feedback I, I have gotten, and one of the reasons I send it out weekly, is because what I get from so many different sources, I, I have this need that I almost need to get it out right away. You know, I want to. I get something, and from one expert, I get something from Ben Glass. I get something from Dan Kennedy. I get something from um, Brian Tracy. You know, just all this stuff, and I go, you know what? I want to take this and get it out as quick as possible. So what I do is when I send out my newsletter, and I keep it just one page, and I put in like like you say, I just kind of summarize a little bit of what the article is. And if somebody wants to click through and read the whole article, they can do that. They don't have to read the whole newsletter. They can say, say mm -hmm. I'm a solo practitioner and I'm looking for tips on being a solo or, or getting clients as a solo. They can look at that. I could put a little tease um, you know, heading and then a, um, a short blurb about what the article is. And then if they want, they can go read that. Um, if I, I, I want to do an article on time management, I'll do that, or if I do an article, say with a Dan Kennedy put out, or Brian, or um, uh, Ben Glass, or Jerry Ozinski on video marketing, and whatever, I'll give them full credit and say this is something you need to look at with regard to the latest and best in video, you know, putting video on your website, this type of thing. This way here, um, they can take a look at it, see what they want to look at, and disregard the rest. Um, well, or a good thing. Go ahead, a sorry. good thing too, Jim. When you're sending that out, and I know people may think, well, everyone already is going to see that already. Well, that's not necessarily true because you have different people who are signed up to your list and who like your page on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter that don't know who this other person even is. Um, they might find out who he is through you. Again, added benefit because you're connecting them to people. Um, but there really shouldn't be the fear in in sharing other people's content because everyone has different circles of influence, uh, and it's all the people that you're connected to that, again, otherwise may not be connected to the other people. The other thing that the, the other reason I want to share other people's content is is I don't want people to think this is just gym stuff coming out that. Um, 
hey, listen, folks, I'm not that intelligent. I'm not that smart. There are people much smarter than I am out there. So if, if, if somebody else has a great article that I come across, I want to give that person absolute full credit for it and, 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 and let them know it's coming from, you know, a, a person who's a recognized expert in a particular field. And it's not just something that I'm saying because, you know, maybe – Maybe some people think, yeah, I'm smart. Maybe some people think I'm dumb. But it's not just coming from me. It's coming from other folks. And 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 you, like me, Nick, we get all kinds of information. My biggest problem is filtering it out and what I think, you know, my clients and, and potential clients would want to mm-hmm. um, read about. And and that that's kind of the – and as you go along, as you start this newsletter um, process, you're going to find out what your clients – kind of like and what they don't like. I mean, you can do a little after you get it going for a little while. That's what I did. You know, I I, I, I like sending it once a week. Um, you know, other people have said send it every other week. Some people said send it once a month, as you mentioned, maybe once a quarter, whatever. This is just my personal preference um, mm-hmm. to do it once a week because there's so much information that I want to share. And I just well, put it out to people and say, here it is. And, you know, if any time you're getting too much from me, you know, you can get it, you can take a look at it, and you can, you know, there might be just, I might send out something, for, I try to send them out on Friday so they have the weekend to look at it, but I send a, 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 a newsletter out this Friday, and uh, I have a client that looks at it, and there's no articles I want to read, so he, he doesn't read it, but he comes through and says, maybe there's five articles I want to read, or maybe the next week he looks and there's two articles, so how about that this? way how about he's this? not having or, to read Right, or he didn't. Ask, how about this? Let's or vary the times that you publish. Because, for example, Wednesday o'clock, Wednesday at three o'clock is a wonderful. People are sick of work. There, there are certain times. Research out there that I have that I have on when people open, to what types of emails, when they look at different types mm-hmm. of things. This is all out there. So I'm going to shift the gears here a little bit and tell you all sure. what types of things we can get into these newsletters. You know, and whether and. You know, and a newsletter is something that a lot of people like. You may choose not even to do a newsletter and to do but focus on blogs or mainly social media, but these are all forms of content, and they all uh, kind of attach to each other. Think of the the center. Think of a center of a wheel, and then all these things as spokes out of the wheel. They all connect back to the center, and they all should have links to each other, and that's an important thing when building them, uh, building these different pages and blogs and newsletters which is, again, a whole other topic entirely. But I'm going to start with social media, then I'm going to talk about blogs, then I'm going to talk about podcasts. And I want to preface all this with the psychology of people who are shopping. Consumers look for professionals the same way they look for uh, a new cell phone, a new car, um, where to take a vacation. They go to known areas of information and Known areas of information are usually Facebook pages. If it's on LinkedIn, that's people looking for professional advice and referrals. Twitter, people looking for news and aggregate stories and things that are industry news. So all of these different things, the different social media outlets all have their own specific ways they're used by an average aggregate amount of people. And just remember that, and I've heard people before, when people started started having websites, and there are a lot of people out there who say, well, I get all my clients by referral. I don't have a website. I don't need it. I get the good business anyways. Well, that's not true anymore because 
whether you have good, good referrals or not, the people that are receiving those referrals are going to, and again, regardless of your history of receiving referrals and calls and business, new people are today, even they're, they're accessing sites on mobile, um, they're looking for Facebook pages. Some people will go look for a Facebook page for your business before they'll look for a website because they know how to navigate Facebook. They know where everything is. And they, you know, because if people buy and find a website that they can't quickly navigate, you may think, oh, I've got all this content there. It's all flashy and busy. And they're going to dump out of it and leave if they can't click around and find the information they want when they want it because there's someone else who has an easily navigable website. So, Anyhow, the psychology of people is they want to see who you are, what you have. They want to test, taste, touch, look, read, all of this, and see if you're legit before you buy. No one wants to do business with someone who's a ghost. In other words, if they cannot find that you have an actively used Facebook page, people are not going to take that as a legitimate business. Um, Everything from, you know, Nike shoes to ice cream cones to lawyers to bed and breakfast, all have a page on Facebook. It is a basic requirement in the world of marketing and public relations. So we're going to start with social media. Um, Again, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, uh, all these things that I'm talking about today are things that I've built my business around, and I built this based on helping lawyers. I went to law school. I decided I didn't want to practice law. I wanted to practice public relations, and I got frustrated with news media people who didn't respond to every news story and, and every lawyer thinks every case and everything they do sometimes is newsworthy. And so what can we control that we have at the end of the day, a concrete product and something that we can use and share to build our practice. And it's this established content. So we talk about social media. Again, all the things I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to even use this as a bit of a promotion. People can hire my firm to do all of this for you. There's very little input that you need other than, you know, some basic things, but when we talk about social media, we split things up. With a different with Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, we publish different types of things at different times. We publish things about the client, about you. And then we also talk about things about the client's industry, what's going on, news in the industry, um, you know, uh, also things about goodwill, have a good day messages, today's day uh, in history, uh, little known facts uh, for you know, copy immigration attorney client. You know, little known facts about the state in which people are applying to to live and 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 do you know and become a citizen. Things about America people might not know. So, really trying to tie into your audience and what types of things might uh, again build goodwill, build your knowledge of the industry, and share important information that clients may need or may help. And you always have to think that you know when people see these things coming through their newsfeed. They're not always coming and asking for help. Another example, the bankruptcy lawyer. A lot of people go and troll and you know, understand the bankruptcy lawyer's website, but they don't want to hit the like button because other might, someone might see, oh, so-and-so likes a bankruptcy law firm. Well, we know what that means. So we just have to be cautious of all these different things that are operating in people's heads. So one of the things that we like to always make sure we share on social media are our blogs. Blogs should be, and for people who don't have a blog or don't know what a blog is, it's too usually... 250-word article um, summarizing uh, something that's newsworthy, something about your practice area, something that will help the people who use your your legal services, something relevant. Um, Blogs should always be relevant. Um, Again, a, a rambling diatribe of how great the lawyer is, boring, no one cares. Now, that lawyer participates or is on a board of directors of a, of a, 
an organization helping the homeless or doing something good. Yes, people care about that. So we again we schedule one, make a you know vary our activity and what we're doing, and we want to publish our blog. If you want to do one monthly, do it monthly, but do it with frequency, the same time, generally the same frequency. Have structure to it, um, the title, the title tag, the pictures that go in it, everything. It's like building a good quality house. Um, all of these different elements. Um, and a lot of, and again, a lot of people don't know how to do all this, and they're scared, so they end up not doing it. Well, again, there are outsourced agencies like mine who will do it for you and take the keys and get it done. Um, comments. Um, here's a good example of a, a blog that a blog with good comments and some activity. Uh, a client of mine, uh, immigration attorney, uh, published an article about some an extension of status, something that would help certain clients. Uh, people, uh, you know, that blog gets published. It gets sent out through Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter um, with the correct hashtags. So other people who are interested, like uh, people who are publishing immigration news stories, those people are, are will find that that blog article on a Twitter link. They'll hit the favorite button. They'll retweet it. So you know, and if someone is a you know immigration advocacy policy organization, they're looking for, and every day they're searching for attorney's articles about immigration. They find this article, they flip it out to all their people, you know, 25,000 people see it, someone goes to it, they read the article, they post a comment. Comment comes into the moderator, in which case it was my email. I see the comment. If it's appropriate, approve the comment, give the information to contact the attorney. Boom. Client finds attorney, someone to help. Client, I, I, I don't know if they've connected yet, but... That, so that's right there an example of real people looking for information, connecting, and reading. And so when they go on the blogs, they can also look at the different categories in which you're posting things. Um, back to the uh, bankruptcy guy, there may be some articles about Chapter 7, some articles about Chapter 13, questions about can I keep my house, can I keep my car, um, family law articles, how about removing a child from uh, California to New York, what's involved there? Um, you know, so people will actually use the the blog content or organizers, the categories, sort of as a table of contents of everything that lawyer does in the practice area. All right, so that's that's another thing. So then when we go back to our newsletter, and um, when we go to the newsletter, one of the things that we do is we'll take all of the, you know, most of our clients are on weekly weekly blogs. Uh, so the, the blogs are published weekly. Sometimes you'll get two in a week. Um, sometimes, so you know, however it's structured, those will be summarized in in the newsletter. So for those people who miss the posts on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, they're going to get that email in their inbox, and they know that they can go and they can see the title. They can click on the title, go right to the blog article. They'll see the first paragraph or a summary of the article. There'll be somewhere on the newsletter where they can click to like them on LinkedIn, follow them on Twitter, or follow them on on uh, you know Facebook. Uh, all of these things, too, uh, links to the website, places where you can sign up for the newsletter. It is basically just an aggregator of all this information. Um, of course, the newsletter can also be viewed not only in the email format, but on an online format, which also can be shared out there as well. Um, so, again, it's, it's a matter of getting it. It's not that difficult once you learn how to do it. And there are a lot of people like me who will go and teach people how to do it if they want to do it themselves. Um, you know, I understand that some people are very, very tight with their writing, and they want to write in a specific way. Uh, but there are also lawyers out there that realize that they only see it from their perspective, 
and they can't, you know, when you're too close to it, you're going to speak in too much industry jargon, you're going to talk like you're in a pleading half the time, and you're not explaining it as to a person on the street you can understand. So that's why hiring a professional writer who writes these specific types of articles and structures them a specific type of way is totally appropriate. All right, next I'm going to Nick, talk quickly Nick, about podcast. Nick, yeah. can, Nick yeah. can I jump in there? Because you, you raised an interesting, actually two points. Um, one of the things I run into with a lot of lawyers that say, yeah, it's a good idea, and uh, I'm going to get to it, I'll get around to it. We all know most people never get around to it. And uh, one of the one of the things I see basically is, um, okay, Jim, that's a great idea, I'll do it, I'll start. They never start. The point being is, for a lot of folks out there, let someone else do it for you. You know, when you look at what your time is worth and how long it takes you to write an article versus mm-hmm. paying someone to do it for you, um, again, if you're if you're billing at $300 an hour, it takes you two or three hours to, to write an article. Uh, and, and what is it worth to just say to someone else and, and what Nick does, Nick, I need an article on such and such and let Nick charge you what his going rate is or whatever somebody else's going rate is. And and then you go bill three hundred dollars an hour and, and you know you and and also not worried about it. And there always seems to be and we always get into this, I it happens to me all the time and it happens to lawyers and everybody else I know, there's always something that pops up that becomes urgent and it takes you away. I'm gonna sit down this morning and I'm gonna write this article and guess what? I haven't even started it yet because of mm-hmm. what's gone on this morning. And and the second thing is, and I think you, you raised something very, very important, is I can write an article, and I think it's the greatest article in the world because I'm writing it and I'm telling people uh, everything I know about a particular subject. But you know what? I'm not writing for uh, the, the, the potential client or customer. I'm writing for Jim. And if I take that out of my hands and let somebody else do it, they're going to write it from the perspective of the person who probably will be reading it, not from Jim's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, I'll, I'll write it when I write an article. If I have time, you know, I'll run it by two or three of my friends and say, "Okay, what do you think of this?" Be honest, and they'll say, "You know, you're you're a little too technical, or you're a little too this, or you're a little too that." Um, and and I have to go back and obviously change change some of it. But you get the the uh, and when I wrote my book, um, I I had an editor, and uh, basically uh, the, I think I've met, shared this story. We went round and round the first uh, 20 pages I sent her, and she basically said she wasn't going to work with me um, because she didn't like some of the way I wrote. And I said, listen, let me just go back, change it. You change it whatever way you want. And she came back and basically. Uh, a lot of the stuff she put in is 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 written so that it's not coming from my perspective but it's coming from somebody who's reading the book's perspective same thing so you know if i hire nick to write an article for me um i'm going to say nick this is what i want you to say this is how i want you to say it and you do it okay right well, and it, it, I did, you, it's going through it's also like writing press releases um, you know, I've been through enough press release writing training and attended enough seminars to be blue in the face, um, but knowing what part of the press release needs to change, what type of language, what style of language to use, using AP versus other writing styles, I mean, all of these things make a very big difference. 
um, being formally trained. But you know, when I lived up in Chicago and wrote for Chicago Now, it's a Tribune publication. Um, you know, I went to the classes for the people who run the Tribune media company, social media. Um, you know, and made sure that you know that we were. They wanted to make sure that we were doing everything the way they would be doing things. Um, you know, and it comes down to how long the title should be what and where certain words should be positioned. I mean, all of this matters big time. And, um, you know, so that's why there are more firms like mine who do this. Um, I want to, before we run out of time, I want to talk about uh, podcasts and Google Hangouts. Mm -hmm. I've been doing podcasts for clients since 2009. Um, I enjoy doing it. It's interesting. The interview format uh, helps. It's, it's, it's good on the listener. Um, it's people like that, that format uh, with the question and answer because it doesn't sound like you're being lectured to by someone. Um, so this is, it's the doing the style of it. Of course, there are all sorts of different types of styles you can use for these. Um, but podcasts are good. You can upload them into iTunes and actually monetize them, make some money. Um, Google Hangouts are also very interesting. Uh, Google Hangout is video format. Now, not everybody loves that. Um, I have a client who does Google Hangouts. Um, I don't even participate in it. She does it with her clients. She sends me the links. I take the links, put it into podcast form. Um, they're all available on YouTube. So YouTube has really high search engine traffic. Uh, these podcasts have super high search engine traffic. Uh, Facebook, you know, popular social media sites, huge search engine traffic. So when you have your name in the title of something um, and the right keywords, that's how people are going to find you. Um, you know, when I go and I'm writing articles for my clients, I look and I think about, well, I know I wrote about this two years ago. It's about a concussion case from a professional licensing and a healthcare uh, and injury client. You know, so I know that search his name and a couple keywords, and I'll boom, 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 boom. There are the podcasts we did on that. All right, excellent. Drop in a link. Um, again, as when I first started out doing this in 2008, people said, you're nuts, no one's ever going to do this, why would lawyers ever be on Facebook? And as the time has moved on, you know, as a member of the Public Relations Society of America and legal marketing groups, um, you know, I've developed an expertise, and that's why, you know, my hourly rate is almost as much as my lawyers who are, are doing this work. But uh, knowing how to get it done and getting it done um, is what's important. And then once you have all this content, the more content you keep building, the longer period of time the search engine robots find you, your website that's, again, tied to all these things like the middle of the wheel, spoke on the wheel, that your website's going to get more traffic, you're going to be found easier. Um, it's the organic method. Content is what I call the organic method of boosting your SEO. Of course, there are other back-end things that people can do, and you can spend a lot of money on that, and that's also great, but um, your referrals are going to come from the people who are already on your page who are going to see you time and time again, top of mind awareness. Um, you know, Wouldn't you rather have clients or referrals coming from people you know versus strangers finding you in a keyword search? I would every time. And you know, Jim's talk about that extensively, but that's content marketing in a nutshell. Anyone who wants to learn more about my company, Lone Star Content Marketing, um, that's the domain, Lone Star Content Marketing. My telephone number directly is area code 940-498-2863. Again, that's 940-498-2863. Um, people who want to call, I have a 40% off I give to sole practitioners because I know that uh, you're a sole practitioner, you're the only one paying the overhead and expenses. So small companies and uh, solos get a good discount. 
Um, I'm happy to come out and teach people how to do this, hold their hand, uh, work well with uh, people who have existing marketing plans and things, because some people might just want a podcast to add in. They might want the whole Megillah, though. So that's all we do, and I spend so much time working, I don't have enough time to be out there promoting and building the business, but that's, you know... That's well, all, let me all just part say, of my marketing plan, too, for 2015 is let, to spend more time out there pounding the pavement. Let me, let me just say this, Nick, in a comment. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you would mm-hmm. uh, be glad to come out and talk to people and uh, visit with them and do their work. And I was just thinking that if we have some folks living in Hawaii, uh, Nick would probably <laughs> come and, and sit with you and do your do your social media for, you know, just as airfare and, you know, a place to stay out there for a couple of weeks, there especially you when, you know, it's, it, you know the, the weather is changing in Texas, so you might need a break. But, uh, <laughs> of course, if, if you're up in Anchorage, Alaska, that might not go until next summer. But anyway, um, you know, a good program. I, I think uh, hopefully, and then let me just put in a plug for Nick, if, if you're at all thinking about doing something, along these lines, and I hope people are, you know, it, it would pay you, uh, behoove you, if you will, to to just check it out. Check out Nick. See what he charges. See what he's doing. Ask him for a couple of uh, uh, copies of what he's done because we, we all get this, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and I never get around to it. So take the bull by the horns and uh, give Nick a call and, um, you know, see, see if he can help you because this is, this is, this is the way to keep top of the mind with folks. That's right. And, uh, well, Jim, I thank you for the endorsement, and uh, I thank you for your time as well. And as we are all spending this time uh, either busily working, buying Christmas presents, or getting ready for 2015, or suffering from allergies and trying to <laughs> get it yeah. done, um, you know, we're all, it's 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 a, whatever. Take even if you, it's just. You know, a day between, even if it's an hour during this Christmas time and holiday time, take down and make a list of what you'd like to accomplish in 2015 and keep rewriting that list every day. Look at the list, look at the list, and, uh, you know, time and time again, you'll probably run into someone who can help you uh, or someone who can give you some ideas on how to just get started in some of this. Um, And especially with content marketing, once people get started in this, they may say, I really like this, or I really get this whole blog thing. Um, now I'm motivated because I understand it. Once you understand it, it's a much easier thing to go and hire a reasonably priced firm like mine to take the keys and get going with it and get it done. And at the end of the, at the, end of the day, it's another line item on your expense sheet. Um, and it's, you know, we still spend, I know attorneys like to throw money at things like fine law. Hey, fine law, here's some money. Get it done. Um, but, you know, and not to knock fine law, but the people that I work with, the things that they really like is they're also engaged in the process. They see things in their email. They just shoot the email over to me. Hey, Nick, let's write about this, use this, or cover it, whatever. Um, here's someone who went to law school, you know, has worked in all these different practice areas and understands all this. So that's really what the feedback that I hear from people how they really enjoy working with me. So um, on my website, too, on Lone Star Content Marketing, there you can uh, attach to my LinkedIn page right there where you can actually see real people who have made little recommendations and uh, skills and all the, the LinkedIn profiles. Well, we can help people with that as well because LinkedIn is such a wonderful resource that um, people, you know, other 
don't take time to do or aren't in the habit of doing. And again, a lot of this stuff is just making a habit of it. Uh, I know that it's it's uh, it might be scary when you go to your LinkedIn and you have 500 messages there because you haven't looked at it. Some of those people might be referrals. Just think about that. You might have referrals sitting there in your inbox, um, and are probably going to kick yourself if those are stale. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Maybe yep. five thousand dollars sitting out there that you can can use to buy Christmas presents. There you and go. And if you want my All if right. you if you want my if you want my address for a Christmas present, I'll be glad to give it to you. <laughs> Jim, let's anyway, get they, an email so people can get a copy of your book. Yeah, it's uh, J E T as in Chat at Lawyers Marketing Resource dot com. That's Lawyers Marketing Resource, and it's Jet at Lawyers Marketing Resource dot com. <clears throat> and I'll be glad to uh, send you the ebook. And hey, Nick, I'm I'm, I'm in the process of. Uh, revising it and putting some more material in it. So hopefully maybe we will look and see about February or March having the revised edition. So get your edition right now Excellent. and then you can get your, you get your other new edition in March or April when we come out with it. Very good. Everybody All have right. a have a great 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 week and if we don't get to talk, have a great Christmas season holiday all season. Right. Yep. And thank Take you care. all again. Sorry we ran a little over here. Thank you all for your time. We uh, will be back um, likely next week, the 22nd. Um, If not, uh, you'll hear from us soon. Thank you all, and uh, be wise to each other. Be kind. Share content. Like things. Help other people find good content. That's what it's all about. All right. Bye-bye now.